Welcome to the Connect Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect the disconnected to a growing relationship with God. You can connect with God, and we can help. Hey Connect, my name is Chris and I am glad you're joining us for Home for the Holidays. This is a new thing that we're trying this year as a church because we recognize that this time of year is so crazy busy for so many of us. And amidst all the hustle and bustle, it can be so easy to just jump right into what's next, which in this case would be the new year. But before we do that, we wanna give you and give us as a church family an opportunity to slow down and enjoy a meaningful moment together. I I recognize we're not gathered like we typically do on a Sunday, all coming together at the Lone Tree Rec Center for worship and teaching, but you know what? I think that we can encounter Jesus together today because Jesus said, whenever two or three gather in my name, I am there with them. So here's my encouragement to you. Don't just listen to this alone. You can. But my encouragement would be for you to go grab your family members, your roommates, friends, maybe neighbors next door, and come back and then watch this together because my goal in this time is not to impress you with my teaching. My intent is to set a table for you and those around you to have a meaningful moment together of reflection, etc., as we prepare our hearts to then walk into the new year together. So, if you have to, press pause, go grab your people, and then come back together, and once you're ready, we're going to dive in. Now, before we dive in, let's pray, and let's ask that God be the one to speak to us now. Lord, we come before you, and we're so grateful that we can use technology like this to share a moment together, and we'd ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us as each of us are gathered with our people now in that, Jesus, we would experience you in a special way, even if it's just two or three of us gathered. And would you meet us in this time? Would you be glorified? Would we be encouraged? We ask this in your name. Amen. Well, if you know me, then you know my propensity is to just jump into the new year, to to take it by the horns and get after it. I've got goals, I've got plans, I've got resolutions, and I just want to get after it. And God's cool with that. God's God's excited for the future too. We see that in different points in Scripture. But you know what Scripture also reveals to us? God invites us as His people to not just rush into the next thing, but actually to embrace what was. We, We see this in the Old Testament. God's people celebrated annual feasts and festivals to remember how God had moved in their past and to celebrate His faithfulness. Uh, Even in the New Testament, we see Jesus institute a new celebration, communion or the Lord's Supper, where as his followers, uh, we get to remember Jesus' sacrifice by taking communion. The bread represents his body given for us. The cup represents his blood shed for us. We do it every week as a church, even still. And what we see in Scripture is that God invites his people into a posture of thanksgiving and praise. In fact, I want to invite us to look at a passage of Scripture, a psalm in particular, 
where we see just that. And God is going to invite us as his people to slow down before we head into the new year together to remember and celebrate what he's been up to this past year. So if you have a Bible, grab it and turn with me to Psalm 100. It's a shorter psalm, but it's a psalm of thanksgiving. And there we read this. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We see that as God's people, we should praise him. We should give thanks to him. After all, we read it. It is he who made us and and we are his. We're his people, the sheep of his pasture. You know, in a world like the one that we live in, it's so easy to get our value and our identity so intertwined that we feel like, like we're only as good as our last sale, our last presentation, our last meal cooked, or whatever it is. We think that where our value is dependent upon what we do, but that's not what we see in Scripture. What we see in Scripture, and even see in this passage, that, that we are loved, we are valued, not because of what we do. We're loved and valued because of who we are. And whose we are, we are His. It, it, he's the one who made us. Now, this means that whether or not we crushed our goals from 2023 or we came up short, whether we are more fit now or we are more flabby, doesn't matter. God still loves us. Just rest in that for a moment. God loves you. He loves you so much, and there's nothing you could do or not do that's going to change his love for you. And the same is true for me. God's love does not waver based on our performance. Now, that's why we can celebrate like verse 5 teaches us. It says, For the Lord is good, his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The word that's translated love in this passage is the Hebrew word hesed. And we talked about this word this past year. It's like love on steroids. It's loving kindness. It's loyal love. It's covenant-keeping love. I really actually appreciate what the Jesus Storybook Bible, uh, it's a Bible that I read with my girls at night, and it describes God's love this way. And honestly, I think it's a little bit better description of God's love than the simple NIV translation where it just says love. This is how the Jesus Storybook Bible describes God's love. His never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. That's the kind of love that God has for you and for me. You see, there's this relational committedness to God's love. God is love, and God loves us because he made us. We are his. We're the sheep of his pasture. There's nothing we do or don't do that's going to change God's love for us. Now, for as long as I can remember, 
I have been driven to achieve. In school, I wanted straight A's. In sports, I wanted to win it all. I was not looking for participation trophies. As many as I received as a millennial, I was not looking for them. I, I wanted I want to be the best. You know, at work, I want everything to be up and to the right all the time in every area. At home, I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best husband. You know, even in faith, I want my prayers answered my way right away. That, that's just how I operate. And here's what God has shown me this past year. I can be so fixated on the achievement or the destination that I actually miss out on the joy of the journey. But the joy is in the journey because it's in the journey that I get to experience God, that I get to grow in my relationship with Him. It's in the asking that I get God. It's in the seeking that I find God. It's in the knocking that God invites me into a deeper relationship with Him. Now, a couple of things helped me see this more clearly this year. The fact that I need to embrace the process. I need to be thankful for how God has shown up in my life in the past and not just fixated on what I hope he does in the future. It, it kind of started for me with the conversation I was having with a local pastor. And we were praying and then he said, you need, I think you should read a book called, uh, I think it was like The Gap in the Gains or something like that. And I read that book and it started to connect. I'm like, wow, like I. I think I need to be more grateful. And then it was right around that time that we were going through Rooted as a church, and it was towards the end of Rooted, and it was that final week where we were talking about celebration and how God invites his people and us as his people to celebrate, to remember his goodness and how he's shown up. And it just hit me. Like, I'm quick to ask for the thing, but I am very quick to move on when God answers. Or quick to to just focus on what it could be rather than what God has been doing. So what I'm thankful for are moments like Rooted, pastors in our area, and other things that God has used to encourage me this year. Hey, Chris, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to enjoy the journey. In fact, if you enjoy the journey, you're going to experience me and what I have for you in our relationship more along the way. Basically, I I've probably even preached it at times. Like, look, God's, God's more interested in the process and who we're becoming in the process than what, where we end up. And that's just a, that's a reminder I need. And that's something that God's been teaching me this year. Now, let me ask you, how have you experienced God this year? How have you grown in your relationship with Him in 2023? This is what we get to reflect on today, because we're not just going to rush into 2024. We're going to remember, we're going to celebrate what God has done in our lives over this past year. And it's only when we slow down and we recognize God's work, his presence in our lives, that we would even be poised and ready to do what verse 4 teaches us. Again, verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, in his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. This is the invitation to us as we are home for the holidays, to give praise and thanks to God for he is good. That's what, that's what this is all about. We get to give praise and thanks to God for he is good. And you know, when I think of our church this past year, 
and all that we got to experience together. From the highs and the lows, when we, I look back on all of it, I see God's hand through it all. I think back to the spring when we went through Scripture together and looked at the overarching story of God as captured in Scripture and how God wants to intersect our story and how we saw that, that God loves everyone and He wants a relationship with everyone. That's why all year our rally cry has been, we're going to love the one far from God. And as we do, we anticipate that people are going to come to experience life with Him. And you know what? We've seen that. We've seen some people enter into a relationship with God this year. Now, we've been talking about how we're going to love the one far from God in in kind of three categories. One being, we're just for everyone. That's why every service we've been doing, pray for one, and we, we write the names down of people in our life that we would love to know Jesus because we know that God loves them even more than we love them. And as we've been praying for them, God's presented opportunities, and we've had conversations, and that's been a good deal. We've even seen some people come to Christ like I just shared. I think of Ujwal and Morgan and Debbie, people who were at different spots in their faith journey, but now they have publicly expressed their faith in Jesus by getting baptized. And what a celebration that was. Another thing that we talked about at the beginning of the year is if we're going to love the one far from God, then we need to be for even them, like the one who's different from us. A year ago, we as a church looked a lot like me and my young family. And that makes sense. There's, you know, some normal social dynamics there. But you know what we've been praying for is that we would look a little bit more like South Denver as a church. I mean, there's all kinds of age and life stages, skin colors, economic statuses, all these things represented in South Denver. And even more so, there's a beautiful diversity in heaven. And we've been praying that God would make us a little more diverse as a church. And you know what? We've taken some steps in that direction this year, and I hope that that continues in the years to come. We also talked about, hey, if we're going to love the one far from God, then we need to be forced out Denver. Like our local community needs to experience God's love through us as a church. So we've done things like partner with the city of Lone Tree as they put on city events. We've partnered with Open Door Ministries and Help and Hope Center. And, you know, through these ministry partnerships, we've been able to serve our city. We've been able to serve our local community. And what's been so fun to see is that as the year has gone on, because of the relationships our team has formed with some of these nonprofits and city organizations, they've actually begun to reach out to us when they have a need for people to serve in the community. And that's awesome. The church should, should 100% be where city leaders look and nonprofit leaders look when there's an opportunity to express love. So cool. I hope that continues in the years to come. And as I've been praying about what's ahead of us this coming year for 2024 and beyond, my prayer is that we will see God's kingdom come here in South Denver as it is in heaven. And as I've been sharing over these last couple of weeks, initially there are some some dominoes that we want to see fall in that. We want to become more locally established as a church. We want to see uh, God form a leadership team here at Connect that will help lead us as a church into this next season of ministry. Right now, we're in the process of hiring an associate pastor. 
which is a really exciting thing, both to help care for and, and pastor and minister to our church family, but also help us better connect the disconnected around us. And you know, another thing, a huge piece, and we don't know the exact timing of this, but we're leaning into this. We're, we're looking towards this. Prayerfully in 2024, we're, we're looking to, to find our own local facility here where we can put down roots. We're not, we're not looking to be a flash in the pan. We want to love South Denver with the, the love of Jesus for the long haul. And we recognize that having a, a permanent space or a semi-permanent space would be a great tool towards that end. So we've been starting to meet with realtors and see what God might have for us there. And you know what? Many of you, you've already been giving this month in hopes of, of seeing God do these things in the year ahead. And I just want to say thank you. Like what a privilege it is that we get to link arms together and we get to partner with God and see his kingdom come in South Denver as it is in heaven. Now, if you've intended to give a year-end gift and you just haven't gotten around to it yet, I get it. You can still do that. You can do it online. You can do it on the app. And you can join the many of us who are already saying, hey, we want to be a part of seeing God's kingdom come all the more in South Denver in 2024 and beyond. So if that's you and you give, I also want to say in advance, thanks for being a part. But here's the deal. You know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. I told you I'm all about vision in the future. and what's, I can't wait to talk more about this vision of, of what it could look like for us to see God's kingdom come here in South Denver as it is in heaven. I can't wait to, to flesh that out together in the months to come. But that's not today. Today is all about giving praise and thanks to God for He is good. And He's been working. He's been moving. He's been doing some incredible things in our lives personally, in our families, in our friendships, in our church, in our neighborhoods. God's been at work. So let's take a moment now and let's just reflect on that together, all right? I'm gonna give you a couple of questions and after a question, after I set up the question, you can pause the video, you can discuss it with those around you, it could be family, friends, roommates, whoever, and then when you're done, you can unpause the video and I'll prompt us with another question to discuss. So here's the first question I want us to think about. How have you grown in your relationship with God this year? Like, as you think back on 2023, how have you grown in your relationship with God this year? Pause the video, reflect and discuss on that question together, and then once you're ready for the next one, unpause and we'll, we'll continue. Now, now what I want us to do is I want us to take a moment and I want us to to remember and, and just celebrate God's goodness this past year. We often will ask God for things and then he'll show up and he'll do something or he'll do something different that was good, but we didn't even think of asking for it. But if you're anything like me, it's quick to move in onto the next thing I'm asking for, etc. But we're going to slow down. And just like this Psalm taught us, we're going to celebrate God's goodness. So how have you experienced God's goodness this year? With those around you, press pause. How have you experienced God's goodness this year? After you've discussed that together, grab some juice and crackers. And when we come back, we're going to celebrate God's goodness by taking communion together. God is so good. God is so loving. And 
There is no greater expression of God's goodness and love than how he sent Jesus, his one and only son, as, as the gift to, to us. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. And yet God in his goodness offered a relationship with him to us through Jesus. And that all came about because Jesus humbly and sacrificially laid his life down so that we can have life with God. And that's what we remember when we take communion. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and here's how he instructs the Corinthians to approach communion and remembering Jesus. He says this, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So I invite you to grab the cracker, the wafer, the bread, and let's take the bread to remember Jesus' body given for us. In, in the same way, Paul says, after the supper, he, Jesus, took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take the cup together and let's remember Jesus' blood shed on our behalf. Well, as we look to 2024, we are a people who pray first. So instead of getting after our plans and our goals and our resolutions, what we're going to do is we're going to pray first because we want God's best and for us, for our families, for the church and beyond. We want to experience God's best and his plans and his purposes in this year and the years to come. So we're kicking off 2024 with a week of prayer. And to guide us through this experience together, our team has put together a prayer guide. It's available in our app. And I invite you to join the rest of us as we earnestly seek God in prayer this week. In the prayer guide, there's a passage for us to read and reflect on each day. And then there's a prompt for us to collectively pray together. Some of us are going to go through this experience in our chair time in the morning. Others of us are going to do it around the dinner table with our family. And still others of us might do it with a friend or might do it in bed at night or whatever. When and how it looks isn't important. What's fun is we're going to collectively seek God together in prayer for what he has for us individually and for what he has for us as a church this year. Because here's what we know. We know that following Jesus is better together. And whoever follows Jesus finds life. Let's, let's pray now and ask, thank God for what has been and ask that he would lead us into what his will and his way is for us in 2024. Lord, thanks for who you are. Thanks for this time. Thank you for a moment to reflect with those around us on all the ways that you have been good 
this year, the ways that we've grown in our relationship with you. Your love never changes. It is always and forever love, and we are so grateful for that. Would you help us to recognize and walk in the reality of your love all the more this week and this year? So as we seek you collectively as, a, as your people, would you reveal to us what your will and way is? Would you rid us of anything that's of us and when you replace it with just this awe and wonder in this earnest pursuit of you? And as we seek you, would we find you? As we knock, would the door be opened? Because you are a good, good father. And we are so grateful for that. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Home for the Holidays. And we are excited to be together again next week at the Lone Tree Rec Center, 10 a.m., like we typically do on Sundays. And we're going to be kicking off a new teaching series called Abide. It's in John 15, and it's all about how do you and I connect closer with Jesus this year. See you then.